Hello and welcome to Sared's Audio Fan Fictions. I'm Sared. Thanks for tuning in. I hope you're ready for another wonderful episode of November's Secret by Lana Berry. Today we'll be continuing on with Chapter 4. If you've missed any episodes or just want a refresher, please follow the links in the description below. There you should find links to past episodes and chapters. Also, just a reminder, the entirety of this fic will be made available to download as a single complete audiobook upon the fic's completion. It and other complete works can be found on my website at www.sairdsaudiofanfics.com as well as on my profile page on AO3. Right, with all that out of the way, I can't wait to get started. Let's get to it. Happy listening. Chapter 4. Watch Me After his long absence, Yuri had to start over again, from the very bottom. Now nineteen, he had grown some, filled out and gained the muscle to show, now worthy of being the upcoming storm the media saw him as. The costumes fit better this time, hugging his form in ways he had only wished for before. The mask was the strangest part of his return. After the last few years of not wearing it, he'd forgotten the feeling. As he placed it on his face, clasping it tightly behind him, he took a moment to savor it. The pressure was nostalgic, the feeling of the plastic on either side of his face, his breath deflected back towards him, the strange vision. It all brought back so many fond, and miserable memories. It almost felt like a lifetime ago that he had set it down next to him and left it there, not to be touched again until he was ready. Yuri Kotsky was back, full force, the anxiety returning with it. But now as the mask settled against his skin, he felt Ren Himura returning to him, like an old friend. He could almost hear the audience outside the changing rooms. They were loud, reverberating across the walls. Yuri listened to their voices. The announcers were warming up, reading the names again. When it fell on his, the crowd cheered loudly. For just a second, Yuri wondered if he should have kept quiet about his return to the sport. But he had come this far. He could do this. Upon the announcement of his reappearance, tickets for the qualifying competition sold out within seconds. Just a small competition, hardly worthy of expensive tickets, devoted fans, and worldwide media attention. And yet, that was what appeared when his name was attached. After a calming breath, Yuri stepped out into the rink. There was a stunned silence for a second as the cameras found him and his image blew up on the wide screens above. As all gazes fell onto the mask, taking in his changing body after years of being gone, the room burst into cheers and calls. Reporters rushed to stand beside him and took pictures, the light almost blinding him. The flashes were everywhere. But he straightened himself and walked past them. Some shoved microphones into his face and demanded their questions be answered. He kept quiet and continued on his way with his back straight. Yuri went to sit on the same bench that the other skaters were at, 
and he couldn't help but feel a little upset when they turned to stare at him, shocked, as if they hadn't expected someone like him to sit anywhere near them, as if he deserved more, as if they were below him. He gave them a quick nod, a smile that he forgot no one could see, and turned to watch the empty ice. One, a young boy of perhaps sixteen, made an attempt that no one dared. He moved a little closer and extended his hand with a muttered, Hello. Yuri turned back and clasped the hand, giving it a firm handshake before he replied, Hello. Good luck today. His voice was deeper than it had been before, and though he hadn't accepted many interviews in his time, his voice was still all over the internet from when he did speak, there for some of the most interested and curious to analyze. But that had been before he hit the peak of his puberty. Now it was more solid, firm, and shallow. The boy gave a bright smile and, eager to keep up the conversation, said, Thank you. And I know it's been a few years, but I'm sorry about what happened to your coach. I hope you don't mind my saying. It had been a few years since. It was true what they said. Time did heal old wounds. The scar would always be there. And sometimes it went deeper. But it healed. At the mention of the accident, Yuri didn't feel the need to curl into himself anymore. He gave another hidden smile and said, Thank you. And I don't mind. It's really nice of you to say. He had learned how to express his emotions not just through his body, but through his voice as well. He mimicked the intonations he needed, assuring the boy that he was not lying, that it really was all right to mention, and he felt his chest clench when he saw the relief on the boy's face. I'm so glad you came back! The boy clasped a hand over his mouth as if he couldn't believe he had said it. He looked away, seemingly ashamed of his adoration. Yuri's eyebrows knitted together, and he felt the need to comfort the poor boy. He knew what it was like to adore someone. Even in his years of absence, he watched every competition, and most of the time he found himself with Yuko, their faces glued to the screen every time Victor performed. The years had only helped that admiration grow. Sometimes he too felt ashamed of the intensity of his feelings, not knowing what his idol would think if he knew. But he also never expected himself to be a recipient of the same admiration from others. He only wanted to skate, and yet here was someone who clearly idolized him. He didn't like the boy being ashamed of something he couldn't help. Thank you, he said. He said nothing more until the boy turned around, and when Yuri knew he had his attention again, he continued. I didn't think I was. I wasn't ready for a long time. Thank you for waiting, and thank you for believing in me, even when I didn't. The boy was clearly shocked by his words. He opened his mouth to say something, but the words were caught in his throat. A dusting of pink lined his cheeks, and he couldn't look away. The other boys were watching with wide eyes. He knew what they were thinking. For years, Ren Himura had been infamous for barely speaking, and when he did, it was rarely something about himself or how he was feeling. Some thought it was because he wanted to keep the mystery going, but others thought it was because he just didn't want to speak to people about something personal, seeing it as unprofessional. But it wasn't anything like that. For the longest time, Yuri found it hard to be himself, 
and that extended to things he liked and felt. He didn't want to give himself over to someone completely. Didn't want the world to see him as a real person, because then he would be vulnerable. They'd see that he wasn't confident. They'd see his faults. And while he didn't mind that too much, because there was nothing that tied him with Yuri Kotsky, it didn't mean that he was immune. He wasn't a good actor. Whatever faults in his personality that Ren Himura had, Yuri Kotsky had. If he opened himself in an interview and the world tore it apart, it wouldn't be just an attack on Ren, but on Yuri himself, too. He wasn't ready for that. And he still wasn't. But he had grown. He had experienced loss. He was ready to reveal himself just a little bit. And if that meant it calmed people like the boy before him, ones who reminded him of himself, then it could be done. The voice over the intercoms announced the warming-up period. Yuri stood first and stepped out into the view of the crowd, already feeling their pressure. But, like before, he wasn't scared. He was ready, and he was excited. He was going to prove to everyone that his late tutor had done amazing things, and that his current coach was brilliant, and that he loved this sport with every fiber of his being. When it came to his short program, the rink was eerily quiet. The click of the cameras, the rustle of the crowd, the breathing on the intercoms were the only sounds. Until Yuri's music strummed into the air. This year, he had handpicked his music himself, something he used to be nervous of doing. They were quiet at the start, filled to the brim with negative emotions, until in the middle, they built up until they hit a crescendo, filling the room with strong notes and a clear message. I can pick myself up out of a dark place. He skated with everything he had, remembering the little tricks, the flick of the wrists, the position of the arms, the subtle angle of his head to evoke emotions that he couldn't express through his face. He lost himself to the music and the program he and Celestino had spent weeks creating. He lost himself in the emotion and the feeling of the whole world watching his growth. And somewhere along the way, he lost himself completely. His thoughts turned blank. His movements were fluid and almost as if they were on someone else. The music sounded far away as well, as if trapped in a bubble with him, both at the same time. When he came back to himself, he was in his last position, his arms spread wide and facing the judges. He was breathing hard. His mask was catching his breaths. For one peaceful moment, not a figure stirred, and there were no camera flashes. Just a moment of pure stillness. Until it broke. The crowd stood, and their thunderous claps echoed loudly in the room. There were whistles, some screams, a few words that were hidden under the noise. Reporters and journalists rushed to the barriers and took as many photos as their cameras could hold. The judges were scribbling away on their notes. 
The other boys were a mix of emotions, some looking miserable because they knew that they couldn't follow that, while others, including the 16-year-old boy, looked at him with almost teary eyes and gave him the biggest grin their lips could manage. It hadn't been the best. Yuri could already see that from the dull throb in one of his ankles that he hadn't landed a jump right. He wasn't perfect. But in that moment, he knew he didn't have to be. His scores were high. Not high enough to beat a record. Only close. But he was all right with that. He was going to keep his best for when he was at the Grand Prix final. To end his senior debut with a bang. And hopefully gain the attention of the one man he wanted to look at him. He stayed to watch and encourage the other boys. Especially the ones who seemed a little downtrodden after his performance. He cheered loudly for each one, and when they finished, he gave them a big thumbs up. It did seem to lift their spirits. He stood at the top of the podium with his gold medal, his back straight, posture perfect. While no one could see beneath his mask, he cast his gaze upward, up to the lights and beyond, and hoped that his tutor was watching. He dedicated his gold medal to the man. The reporters were waiting outside when he left with Celestino. He had his old black hoodie zipped up over his costume against the cold evening breeze, his hands in the warm lining of the pockets. He jumped when the first recorder was shoved in his face. Ranhimura, any words on what you think this season will turn out like? asked the first. The others rushed, halting his and his coach's movements. Any words for the senior skaters? Any warnings for the best? How does it feel to be back? Are you aiming for the gold for the Grand Prix this year? Why that particular piece of music? Does it feel strange to be back with a different coach? How do you think your previous coach would feel? Celestino wrapped an arm around his shoulder and pushed some of the reporters away, shouting a firm, No comment! before he rushed them through the crowd. When they were in the taxi, ready to head to the hotel, the man asked if he was all right. I'm fine, Yuri assured. And he found that he was. He held the gold medal up and eyed the sheen. He'd left his junior Grand Prix gold medal at home, still in his room with Vic Jan watching over it. He'd wanted to bring it with him at first, but found that it was best left behind, in the town that the man who had helped him win it rested. He vowed to get another to join it soon. The first step's done. He laughed. Yuri continued to storm through the competitions, right through the Cup of China and the Rostelecom Cup, with the same wave of enthusiasm and winning gold in all. It all passed too much in a blur for him to remember in detail, though. Almost seemingly as if it wasn't real. He'd had to pinch himself more than once to assure himself that it was. It wasn't until the lead-up to the Grand Prix final that time started to slow down. Celestino and he arrived a little earlier than the other skaters and checked into the hotel. It gave Yuri a chance to get used to the city around him. It also gave him time to be a little less limiting to where he could go without his mask. In the dead of night, when it was yet another night he couldn't sleep, he slipped on some jeans before he decided to take a quick walk. 
The reporters had yet to get the news that Ren Himura had arrived early, and they assumed he would arrive with the rest. It gave him a freedom he found he really needed to the lead-up of one of the most important competitions of his life, just under the World Championships coming up a few months after. The nerves were rattling around him, and he grew worried again. The same worry he had from years ago. He was about to face skaters who had experience by the bucket load, and even the few who were the same age as him had years of being this high up. But he hadn't. He had chosen to take a few years off, and sometimes he did regret it. Sometimes he did wonder where he would be had he only taken the one season off. The hotel was quiet. Every window he passed, he would gaze outside and see nothing but darkness. There were a few streetlights on, illuminating the emptiness. The breeze was blowing through the trees. The moon, bright and high in the sky, was almost hidden behind a thick cloud. He found himself thinking of the people in the rooms around him. Many were families. Yuri had seen them when they checked in yesterday. He'd seen some of the children running in the lobby. One in particular, a little girl who had run around with a tired and almost broken teddy bear, had come up to him and asked what his name was in heavily accented English. He'd bent down, giving her a small smile, and said, My name is Yuri Kotsky. And yours? He hadn't worn the mask then, and no one bothered to cast a look in his direction, not knowing who he was. That's a weird name. I'm called Natasha Borak. She raised the teddy bear for Yuri to see. And he's Wiggles. Yuri laughed and shook the paw of the teddy bear. Hello, Sir Wiggles. And it's nice to meet you, Natasha. What are you and your family here for? We've come to see my grandparents, she replied. Granny isn't well. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. For a moment, the little girl looked away and pressed the teddy to her face. Her shoulder shook, just the tiniest bit, before she looked up again and gave a big smile. It's okay. She says she's going to be fine. Strength. It was what he could see in those big, shining eyes, even when a film of tears covered but didn't fall. Yuri was slightly taken aback by the expression. So young. And yet she knew what it was like to go through something like this, and how to deal with it. And she was talking about it. Even if it was to a complete stranger, she was talking about her troubles. Yuri knew that it was something he'd wanted to do, especially during the troubling time a few years back. But he was never strong enough to be able to do it. Her parents called her away, and Yuri was left with the sense of loss. The child had reminded him so much of the persona he had created, of the person he wanted to be. Once again, he was struck with the question of how people could be so sure of themselves in their emotions and their actions, how they could be so open and vulnerable and feel comfortable with it. He thought about it again as he walked through the empty halls. He pulled out his phone to glance at the time. Nearly three in the morning. A thought passed through his mind, and within a second he found himself typing out a quick message. Can't sleep. 
he pocketed the phone, knowing the reply wouldn't be coming immediately. Even with the time difference, Pichit would be awake doing other things. He thought of the other boy for a second. Theirs was a new friendship, found after Celestino had announced that he was going to be coaching another young and promising figure skater. At first, Yuri wasn't too sure. It wasn't that he didn't want to share his coach, but it was the fear that, with all of their time being spent together training, it would be revealed who he was to the young skater. He didn't know the boy, and he worried that, with his love for social media, that he would let it slip. After half a year, Peachit proved to be the complete opposite. Though his obsession with media platforms was unrivaled by anyone else, he also knew when to keep a secret. Yuri had trained for a little while with the mask on, but as he grew closer and closer to Peachit, he decided that he was going to tell him. Sped up, of course, because Peachit had accidentally happened upon Yuri when he had come out of the shower after one of their most grueling training sessions. Embarrassed and worried that the reveal would destroy the friendship they had going, he admitted to it all. He admitted why he was wearing the mask, how it helped him, and what his real name was. It took a few hours, during which Yuri had cried a little, refused to look at his friend in the eye, and begged for him never to tell. But when he was done, Peachy drew him into a tight hug and promised to keep the secret. That was how Yuri found himself with a new pillar, helping to support the area that had been left crumbling. True to his word, Peachy never told anyone. He didn't ask too many questions, and he treated Yuri like he had before. And when Yuri first messed up a jump in their training session, and Yuri could feel the gazes of Peachy and Celestino watching him, he expected the worst. He felt so ashamed. His failures were racking up again. This time he didn't have the mask, his persona, Ren, to hide behind. He curled on the ice, face down, expecting to hear their laughs echoing off of the ice. But instead he felt someone tugging him close and smoothing a hand over his hair. At first he tried to fight it, thinking it was a pitying gesture. Instead, Peachy calmed him and gave him ways he could improve his landing. Then he told Yuri to get up and try it again, and again and again, until Yuri could be proud of the jump. Celestino had recorded the jump and showed it to him, pointing out the problem, and told Yuri to try again, too. Yuri stood, ready for another, and though the shame was still shivering up his spine, he did try again, and took the constructive criticism to heart. This time, he landed it and he landed it as Yuri Kotsky. It was then that he knew he had done the right thing in telling Pichit, and not shying away from Celestino when he had admitted to knowing everything. His phone buzzed in his pocket. He took it out to see a message from his good friend. <coughs> Nervous? One word. And yet all of the connotations behind it had Yuri smiling. His friend knew him so well already. Perhaps this could be the friend that brought him out of his shell, had him speaking when he was feeling upset or down. Yuko tried. Minako to some extent. Mari as well. But there was a difference between them and Pichi. Yuri didn't want to speak to people that had been through an experience with him. 
when they had seen him at his lowest, because he felt like they would have more cause to judge him, though he knew they never would. But with Peachy, he had to be forced to explain everything just to create the right context. Peachy helped him talk through things, because he needed explaining. And that was what Yuri needed. He typed back, None of the other skaters are here yet. I think they should be coming tomorrow, and with them a load of journalists. I'm going to have to wear my mask at every moment. He'd become so used to being able to walk around freely, and he loved his mask. He really did. And he loved what it did for him. But it got tiring. When he started this, he never expected people to get so invested in someone who disguised their identity. Of course, he should have. No one sees a man with a mask, a hood, a fake name, and overlooks it and thinks it's normal. It's a mystery that people want to solve. Yuri could understand that, if it had been the other way around and it was someone else. But it wasn't. It was him. And sometimes he just wanted to be Yuri Kotsky. Sometimes he wanted to relax and just lay in bed all day without his mask and without the fear that someone might steal a key to get in. That too. But I was thinking of the other reason you're nervous. Yuri read the message again and again in confusion, wrote back asking what Pichit meant. He knew that sometimes he did worry about more than one thing, and sometimes those things jumbled into one big mess of anxiety for him. It was hard to piece them apart and figure out exactly what it was that was affecting him. A certain skater is going to be arriving tomorrow as well. It's going to be the first time you'll be so close to him. Ah, that was it. Upon reading the message, Yuri felt his heart hammer against his ribcage. That was what he had somehow forgotten. He rested against the wall and took a deep breath. How had he forgotten that? How could it have possibly slipped his mind? Viktor Nikivrov himself was going to be in the same hotel, just a little way from him, perhaps even on the same floor. The legend himself, his idol, the skating king, right there. For years he had promised that he was going to meet Viktor, and yet here it was, perhaps less than 24 hours until it was going to happen. And he was panicking. Oh God, what do I do? What if he doesn't know who I am? What if I make an ass of myself in front of him? Or he doesn't like me? What if he turns out to be a horrible human being? He held the phone close to his chest as he made his way quickly back to his room, finding his movements sluggish. He looked at every number on every door as he passed, wondering if that was going to be the room his idol would be staying in. Yuri, calm down. Of course he's going to know who you are. Who doesn't? You won't make an ass of yourself. You'll have the mask on. I haven't heard anything about him being horrible. And why wouldn't he like you? Yuri knew he was just being an anxious mess. All of the scenarios running through his head were completely hypothetical, and the meeting would probably be lackluster compared to what he was imagining. Maybe the man was even boring to talk to. Maybe nothing would come of it. Anything could happen. And that was what scared Yuri. He didn't like not knowing what was waiting around the corner. Okay, 
he typed. But what do I say to him? Why not what you've been waiting to ask him for years now? Yuri's eyes grew wide behind his glasses, and he almost collapsed against the wall. To come right out and ask him such personal questions? That couldn't be done. And what if they were in public? What if they were surrounded by reporters and other skaters? No, that would just be embarrassing. And what if he asked and Victor didn't understand? Or worse, he did understand but didn't see why the question was so important. What if he shot him down or didn't answer? What if all these years of anticipation meant nothing? I can't do that. It's way too personal to spring on him right away. Then when are you thinking of asking it? I don't know. Maybe when we're better acquainted? Then you need to get there first. So start with small talk. Say hi. Greet him. Tell him how great he is. Then tell him you named your dog after him. Yuri felt his cheeks flush. No, he definitely couldn't do that. Small talk, perhaps, but the rest was just embarrassing. He could practically hear Peachy laughing on the other end and waiting for his reply so that he could tease him further. As he opened his door, he felt the heavy weight of sleep beginning to settle onto his eyelids. He yawned wide, closed the door behind him, and began to settle back into bed. Perhaps now he could retreat into sleep. You're no help. I'm going to bed. Keep me posted. If you do anything stupid in front of him, tell Celestino to record it. Night. The commotion outside in the hall woke Yuri up from his deep slumber. He grumbled, finding it hard to drag himself to reach his glasses on the bedside table before he listened to whatever was happening outside his door. There were what seemed like dozens of voices, a few bangs on the wall, and clicks of cameras. Someone was shouting something in another language. There was a bang on his door then, though he was pretty sure it was accidental. Too curious, he went to stand slowly, seeing the world blur around him and the floor shift, still trying to connect with his cloudy mind. When he was certain that his balance was going to be all right, and that he was awake enough to pay attention to anything, he adjusted his shorts and top before he went to reach for the door. He cursed himself when he realized he was about to make the biggest mistake ever. He went to slip on his mask, securing it tightly behind his head before he opened the door. The lights blinded him for a second. Then he noticed the figures before his door. They wore dark clothes and held cameras in their hands. They weren't angled towards him, but rather at something farther down the hall. One was being pushed against the wall in the crowd. They were shouting questions, their voices mixing together to make one loud cloud of noise. Yuri pushed to peer around his door. The action brought him to their attentions, and they turned to then take photos of him. But seemingly torn between him and whatever else that was holding their gazes in the hall. And Yuri couldn't blame them. The other skaters had finally arrived, clad in only the most expensive things that they could wear. Between them was a pile of luggage that the hotel staff were helping to take to their rooms. But that wasn't what caught Yuri's attention. The skater at the forefront of them all, speaking to one of the reporters, was Viktor Nikivarov. He grinned at the cameras, 
waved at the families that came to see the commotion, and basked in their attentions. But as the seconds ticked on, it became apparent that the skater's media attention was being drawn somewhere else. Yuri found himself looking at each skater in turn, their own gazes regarding him from where only his head and the top half of his body was peeking out from behind the doorframe. And then Victor turned to see him. When their eyes locked, Yuri was thankful that he was wearing his mask. He knew he would have collapsed at the sight of those sharp blue eyes without some sort of assurance. He gripped the doorframe tightly in his hands as Victor turned his body towards him, throwing his full attention on the boy, and smiled more widely than any photo Yuri had seen of him. And Yuri couldn't help but stare. The man's skin was flawless. His hair shone silver under the lights and looked soft to the touch. His eyes drew Yuri in until he felt like he was drowning, and the overall presence of the man was intoxicating. He felt like he couldn't breathe, as if all the air around him had been taken by him. Yuri's chest ached, and he wondered if it was like this for everyone meeting their idol. Victor had been on Yuri's thoughts for so many years now, sometimes the sole attention of his mind. He'd been a guide during Yuri's darkest times, and some contribution to the man he was now. Ren, Victor called, his accent heavy, raising his arms wide above his head. The name snapped Yuri out of his trance. He gave one small gasp, probably too quiet for anyone to hear, and, despite the confidence that his persona gave him, he retreated into his room and closed the door. It gave a click as it locked automatically. He rushed to his bed, listening to the knocks on the doors by the reporters, and fished out his phone from under his pillow. He started to feel guilty about having almost closed the door in the man's face. Peachy, he's out in the hall. He knows who I am. I just shut the door on him. What do I do? Well, that's it for this episode. I hope you enjoyed. This has been Chapter 4 of November's Secret. Written by Lana Berry. Narrated by Serd. Theme music Spirited Away by Gilm. Thank you so much for listening. If you'd like to read this fic for yourself, please check out the story link in the description below. Be sure to join us next time. Till then, happy listening. In business, you rarely hear the expression for life. You make a purchase for a product, for a service, and, and there's, a, there's a time frame there. Well, that's not the case with Awaken 180 weight loss. Allow me to explain. You know, a year ago, I started with Awaken 180 weight loss and had incredible success losing weight. But you can lose all the weight in the world and not keep it off. And what good is it? That's why I have support for life from Awaken 180. Yeah. I mean, I go back for check-ins and make sure everything's going smoothly. But if I ever had a problem... 
The counselors are there to get me back on track. Why don't you do what I did and call for a consultation? 844-346-1800. 844-346-1800. Or go to awaken180weightloss.com. 